And now, That Financial Guy with Keith and Jack Wilson, spreading a wealth of information. All right, Happy New Year. Happy New Year. We are here to help you. We're going to talk about getting serious with your finances. Now is the time. Now Stop it, putting this off. Stop putting it off. Now is the time. Uh, everybody's making their New Year's resolu- resolutions, you know. Stop being fat. Stop being fat. <laughs> what can you just stop say? Go to the gym, stop exercise. Stop smoking cigarettes. But one of the top, in the top three, five of resolutions is finances and the money and getting that right. So we want to go over some things to help get you straight. If you're serious about wanting to be on track with your finances, before we do that, my name is Keith Wilson and I'm Jack Wilson. This is that That financial Financial guy show. And, uh, we are practicing financial advisors. We own our own firm, helping people along their personal finance journey. So let's, let's dive into it. Jack, I know You hear it all the time. I do too. People come in, they book an appointment, they come in, sit down with us and okay, Hey, what's on your mind? And I've heard they give us the most vague, vague answer uh, possible, which number one, say my finances are a mess. I I think it's, that's probably not even the most vague I've heard. Which one? It's just like, I need to get my finances. I need to get my finances in order. So when we sit down with someone like that, we want to narrow that down. What does that mean right. to you? And it means different things to different people. For example, some people make a lot of money. They're doing very, very well, mm-hmm. but they're spending it all. They have no idea where it's going. Uh, other people, they're starting to make money and they're just socking money away in the bank knowing that I, I can't keep doing that. It needs to be invested. I right. just don't know how to get it started. But I think what I've found is it boils down to finances and, and getting them in order, budgeting, debt reduction, mm-hmm. saving, retirement planning, and investing. So some people need one or some or all of those areas to be addressed. So, but for the yeah, for the most part, that's the biggest components we biggest see components that people are in need of uh, assistance with. Right, and so we want to address each one of those to help you get your finances in order. Uh, let's start with budgeting. So, budgeting. <laughs> It's, some people hate that word. I hate that word. I did a video on that. I hate budgets. I'll put a little link up there that you can watch that. It's almost like a four-letter word. It's right, because it's it sounds so restrictive. Right. And it's like a diet and all that stuff. Oh, I can't eat all this, you know, sweets and yeah. potato chips and budgeting. Oh, I can't go to um, my favorite coffee shop, things like that. But I want you folks to look at it budgeting as not restrictive but freedom. It will give you financial freedom. And we're going to show you ways where, hey, you can spend what you want to spend on certain items as long as everything's in line. So when we sit down with a client, one of the things I like to do is a reverse budget. Mm -hmm. It's kind of simple. We have financial planning software that it's all about cash flow. What's, What's going out? And we can, you know, we got to set your targets of what you should be saving for retirement, what you should be saving in your emergency fund, 
and you know debts, and we look at your living expenses, and we want to look at that excess cash flow. So as long as we're reaching all these targets, hey, you pay yourself first. I'm going to set aside so much for retirement because we'll get into that in a minute because I have a plan. I'm going to set so much aside in emergency fund, so much aside in vacation fund, and my living expenses are met, lifestyle is met. What's left over, hey, do whatever you want to do with it. That's where that freedom comes in. That's the freedom. And I think another thing about budgeting, there's something called the 50-30-20 rule, uh, which we like to follow. Uh, which is basically saying 50% is going to your um, your utilities, your car, mortgage, um, things that you have to get out of the way. Uh, your 20% is going to savings, so retirement, uh, emergency fund, things like that. And then 30%, that's also where freedom comes in is, hey, do whatever you want with that. That's where you buy your Air Jordans and your Xbox, whatever you want, whatever you want. Again, it's all about cash flow. It gets us to the next topic we want to talk about: debt reduction. So, some people, uh, not everybody, uh, when they talk about their finances, they're encumbered with debt. I met with a couple not too long ago. They were making close to one million dollars mm. income. How much debt? No savings. No, you know, their retirement, oh, we're contributing, you know, 1%, but, but they're encumbered with debt. But you see that a lot with these high income earners that have never worked with, uh, you know, financial advisors. Well, and Just, they get to the point is it's a mentality of, hey, I can, I'm going to justify the vacation home, the boats, the the luxury cars yeah. because I can afford the payment until so all the income is going towards debt payment but and not they, they and then they come retirement they're they're toast yeah so that's debt is not a wealth building tool your right. your biggest wealth building tool is your income mm-hmm. and if all that income coming in is going out towards debt you're not building wealth no matter how much money you make. So we got to tackle debt reduction. And, the, you know, we're talking about the credit cards, uh, the car loans, the other type of loans, the stupid debt. Right. Uh, not so much mortgage. You know, everybody's going to have that. We're talking about stupid debt you shouldn't have gotten into. Um, couple ways to look at this. You can do the snowball effect mm-hmm. of getting rid of this debt. So let's say you have several credit cards. With various balances. I, I like to preach or teach, pay off the smallest balance first. The psychological effect. The psychological effect. Because that, once you pay, if you would, let's say you have five credit cards, uh, sock away the most you can on the lowest balance, pay the minimum payments on the others, forget about interest rates. I understand that. That's probably your biggest, uh, that's a math thing. And I got it debt payment anyway. But if you can, if you can tackle that smallest, maybe it's only $500 and you can get out of it in a couple of months and you guess, Hey, that's one down. You can say, let's go to the next lower, lowest balance. And that's going to give you a sense of accomplishment. Uh, the other one would be the avalanche, where it's opposite. You're going to tackle the highest interest rate first. Uh, take a lot longer. Mathematically, that's, you'll probably save more in interest that way. Mm-hmm. But in my experience, I've only been doing this for 33, 34 yeah, 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 yeah. years. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. People give up more 
doing it that way because I'm never, I'm just chipping away. This is taking forever. Yeah. Where, and then they give up. And I think another thing is just reducing your cost. Um, so I had Disney plus for maybe a year or two. I'd never, ever get on Disney. What's plus. on Disney? Is it Disney? <laughs> Everything Disney. Marvel and all that. Actually. Yeah. Uh, so I watched all those. I, 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 I used it for a couple weeks, but I'm not using it anymore. It's just sitting there. It's, 10 or 11 bucks, something like that, but I canceled it. Uh, it's only 10 or 11 bucks, but that's back in my pocket now. I, but we're talking about reducing... Re- reducing costs and subscription. If, the subscription services, things have changed so much in the last 10 years. It's, it's all subscription. Cable is kind of dying out now. Cable's dying out. It's subscriptions. Have have it's apps Ooh. on everything. Yeah. And that stuff adds up. And I'm, I'm going to make a confession to everybody. And you, <laughs> I'm guilty of these apps and most of them are video editing apps yep. or little, little, Oh, that's a neat little thing. Oh, it's only a hundred dollars a year or $30 a month. But some of those it, haven't been touched. They haven't been years, touched just like a nun. So here's a way to get, get rid of them. There are apps and this is ironic. There are apps out there that can show you here are all your subscriptions. Uh, and I'm going to say, hey, there's, there's, I don't want to say a better way. There's another way that won't cost you another app fee. And when you do get one of those apps, what do they want you to do? Uh, sign up. Sign up. Get your so, social security number oh, yeah, and all yeah. of that stuff. So if you will do this simple exercise, get your credit card statements. And I know most everybody doesn't keep those. But if you've got an online account with your all bank. All these online banks. Make uh, it so it's all easy digitally now. stored. Uh, get them out, go month by month and highlight those subscriptions. Some of them are annual, so that's free and you don't have to give out your personal information. Might take a little work, but I, I think I'm, it probably take 20 minutes to go through that to yeah. see where, where this money's going through. So that's freeing up cash flow right I think, there. I think, uh, you know, this is, some people might not like to hear this, it's going to have to set your pride aside, but think about getting rid of a, a car that you're paying too much on. Get a clunker. Yeah. Do a yard sale. Get get rid of things that you don't need. It's this time, is going back to you know. Don't sell the dog though. Don't sell the dog. We got a dog back here he's, chewing on a bone. That's our Ralph. Oh, you see him? He's out there. Yeah, Ralphie's back there chewing on a bone. We wouldn't dare get rid of Ralphie, but yeah, it's time. If you're heavily in debt, it's time to have a yard sale. If get you're, rid if of the you're stuff. really trying to take this stuff seriously, who cares if you're if you're driving a rusty old car for the time being? I'd I'd rather take the next one, two, three years uh, to get rid of this debt to get back on track with my fi- financial goals. Then put it off, put it off, put it off until, right? Uh, you know, ten years before retirement. Average car payments pushing six hundred dollars a month. That's crazy. And for people that are encumbered with debt, that you can't. Uh, that's tough. I know. Yeah. And I've had clients say, you know, get a used car. No, I'm going to get a new car every three years. Well, you're living paycheck to paycheck, paying an eight hundred and fifty dollars. That might be a, another, a whole other video of just whole other video. Car, but, but. <laughs> It's all about reducing costs and the money that is uh, saved. That's excess cash. Live flow. like a college student. Eat those noodles. Throw throw that towards maybe just uh, the debt. But it, cut dining out. But cut dining out. 
That gets us to the next thing. You got to pay yourself first, mm-hmm. automate your savings. And if somebody would have told me this when I was in my early twenties, I would, I'd be much better off. Automate your savings. It's kind of like your 401k at work. You sign up for it and say, okay, take, you know, 5% of my income, my paycheck and plunk it away towards that 401k. After a while, all you see is your net check, and you're, you yeah. you get used to it. Do the same thing with your emergency fund. It simplifies it so much. Uh, do the same thing maybe with a vacation fund. Uh, when we say automate, set it up with your bank and say, hey, I want to automatically deduct from my checking account whatever amount into this savings account or into this investment account. And once you do it, you won't miss it. Set it and forget it. But that's one way to get serious about your finances. It also keeps you in line with your budget too. It's not like at the end of the month that you're you're saying, "All right, this is the that's that that's the twenty percent. That's the twenty percent of the fifty thirty twenty, and then you know it's it's gone. You pay yourself first. Retirement planning is one of the biggest components of a financial plan. Absolutely, it it. Uh, probably takes the most amount of money that you're going to need. And so when you get serious about your finances, you need to get serious about your future and retirement, no matter what age you are. If you're 20 years old and you say, golly, I want to, you know, that might be 40 years away. I can wait. The younger you are, the less money it's going to take for you to plunk down, to build that wealth. When you're in your mid forties or fifties, you haven't started, now you're playing catch-up. So start that retirement planning early uh, because it's going to sneak up on you. And, and I've heard people say, well, that's 20 years away. Well, 15 years from now, <laughs> it's only five years away, yep. and it sneaks up on you. So A lot of people just want that in- instant satisfaction of getting that money now. Like, what do I want to put it in retirement fund right. for? But you got to think about it now. When we build a retirement plan, it's all about income. Yeah, you got to think about all right. What, what, what do I want to live on when I retire? And the first question is we ask is when do you want to retire? That's kind of a hard, hard question to ask a lot of people because they just they either don't know they'll usually they'll throw out fifty. A lot of these younger people say, yeah, so, well, I'd, I'd like, like to be- retire. Okay, let's take that as an example. Let's say somebody's 30 and they say, Keith, I'd love to retire at 50. Okay, we've got a target. Yeah. Now let's build around that target. If you want to retire at 50, how much money, if you were retired today, how much money would you need to live on? Not, I'm not talking about vacation. I'm talking about paying the utilities, groceries, going out to eat mm-hmm. a little bit, playing golf, doing what, whatever your lifestyle is. Once we get that figure, we adjust it for inflation and say, okay, now what do you want to do in retirement? Most people don't even know that. It's usually just vacation. It's vacation, travel, philanthropic out. stuff. But we have to have those goals. And then once we have that, we say, okay, if you want to retire at 50 with whatever, $8,000 a month of income in today's dollars, and you want to go on three trips a year, we look at where you are now, what have you saved up now, and then we say, okay, in order to do that, you're gonna, we can give you targets, okay, you're going to have to save $2,000 a month or $1,000 a month. So it's even incrementally if it doesn't, built. Even, even if it's not possible at 50, we, we still can... We can show you, we can show you the probability of success right. 
and say, sometimes that's a hard reality. Say, okay, I can't do that. So let's say 60. And, but this, this is a working, you know, flexible uh, plan that right. shows you, okay, if you want this, this is what has to be accomplished. But it's really time to get serious. And uh, I, I think the age that I see is mid-40s where people are really, really, really getting, getting into it. But sometimes they're 30 and they're saying, yeah, I want to shoot for that because they have experience with their dad or mom retired and having to eat Alpo and not making it because you never know. Which gets us into investing. So some people, when they say, time to get serious about my finances and what they're really talking about is, I want to invest. I want to invest. What's the fir- When somebody comes to you, Jack, and they say, hey, I want to invest, what's the first question you ask? Why? Why? What's the purpose? Why? And, and the the biggest answer is I want to make I want to make money. So we say that and that's a pretty common mantra in our office when people say I want to invest and you say why it takes them you back. A, you need a purpose for it. You, you need, need a to, purpose. You need a goal for the money and I think if you're in the position where you say, hey, I have excess cash flow in the bank. I'm not talking about uh, your emergency fund. That's going to stay there. We don't touch that. But if you have excess cash flow that's just sitting there not making a dime, uh, well, maybe a little bit of interest. but <laughs> Not much, but people know that. And um, I think I said at the top of the show where many times I have people that are starting to make money and they're just, this is more money than I've ever made in my life. I'm paying my bills. I got a lot of excess and I'm not a spender. Oh, well, I'm just going to dump it in the bank account until I figure out what to do. And that's so that's a good position to be in. That's though. a very good in position to be in. And so when we invest, just to give you some idea, the average return of the S&P 500 index over the last 30 years, I looked this up. I mean, you can find it on Yahoo Finance. Over the last 30 years is around 10% a year. Now, a couple of things. I said S&P 500 index. You got to keep in mind, you cannot invest directly into an index. It is unmanaged. You can invest in securities that mimic an index, like an index fund. And the other thing, I've quoted 10%, almost 10% a year in the last 30 years. That's historical. And historical performance is not indicative of future return. So you've got to be aware. I just wanted to give you an idea. And then I also just did a simple calculator. If you invested $500 a month for 30 years, earning 10%, it would be well over $1 million. Now, again, that's hypothetical. It's just a simple calculator that I use. It's also the long run. And it's a long run. Building wealth is not overnight. Right. And contrary to popular belief, millionaires, most millionaires today, most, it was not inherited. It wasn't a trust fund baby. They worked hard for it and it took time. So when we invest or when you invest, don't try to think of it as a lottery or gambling and thinking, I'm going to put all my chips on red and I'm going to make a big score here. No, it takes time. Think of it more as a marathon. It's more of a, exactly. It's not a sprint. It's a marathon. But once you start, it becomes addictive and say, right. hey, you, and, and then you need to handle the rough times like we saw in 2022. Yeah. So most people, I don't want to say most people, a lot of people 
will lose money during those times because of poor decisions. Market's down. I'm going to get out. Well, you're selling at a low end. Yeah. So this is for the long Investing is for the long term. Diversification is a strategy that we use, spreading out amongst different securities. Doesn't guarantee, uh, you know, success. It's just a strategy to minimize risk. Uh, lastly, I would say set your goals this year incrementally. You, we just talked about budgeting, debt reduction, automating savings, getting a retirement plan going, starting investing. Uh, all of this stuff, you may not need all of it. Yeah. You may need some or uh, a few of them. These are definitely the most common things that we most see though, when people things. come in. But set your goals incrementally. And write Just them down. Write, write them down and say, okay, by, by April, I want this particular card paid off. Or by April, I want X number of dollars in my yeah. emergency fund. Don't, don't make it a guessing game. Like Never, follow, ever a guessing yeah. game. Follow your written down rules. Be confident in where you're going in 2023. Get serious about the, your finances. And you can do this. If you need help, just, you know, obviously give us a call. Actually, we've got a link. If you're watching this on YouTube, there is a, a link in the description below about how to set up your retirement plan or, uh, you know, setting some time with us to talk about it, free consultation, and all that good stuff. But 2023 is your year. It is your year, and Let's I'm not excited put this off for anymore. It. If you found value in this, we would love for you to give it a thumbs up, follow us on our podcast, subscribe to our YouTube channel so we can keep spreading our wealth of information. And we'll see you next time. Peace. Thank you for joining us on That Financial Guy. For more information, get in touch with Keith and Jack at wfa-nc.com. Remember to subscribe to the podcast to hear more information to help you pursue your financial goals. Securities and advisory services offered through LPL Financial, a registered investment advisor. Member FINRA slash SIPC. The options voiced in this material are for general information only and are not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for any individual. All performance referenced is historical and is no guarantee of future results. All indices are unmanaged and may not be invested into directly. This information is not intended to be a substitute for individualized legal advice. We suggest that you discuss your specific situation with a qualified attorney. This information is not intended to be a substitute for specific individualized tax advice. Please seek a professional tax advisor.